This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, but that intro was the voice of Jonathan Zaslow. And Jonathan Zaslow back with me again tonight, filling in for Ian Zaslow, my brother in arms when it comes to 305 until we die. That's right. I don't really know why it was necessary for James to play that same intro again this hour. Oh, you played it already, James. Played it already. Yeah, well, uh, you guys got wound up in the in the in the break there, and I figured I'd have to, you know, knock you down a, a step or two. We were doing a show within the show uh, behind the curtain. Pretty we were getting all yeah. worked up against Damian about Damian Lillard again, uh, and about our Miami Heat. And and listen, all I said is that it's going to end up being fine when we get Joel Embiid. Amber and Ian oh, is presented. I mean, by you just want everyone insurance. to hate you. Amber and Ian's presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com when we get Embiid. Uh, who's lower? Oh you know? Well, we never wanted you, Damien. <laughs> we who were you fine, gonna, Joe Who are you going to blame whenever they can't get uh, Embiid then? Uh, we'll move on. There'll be somebody Daryl else. Daryl Morey, the way that we're blaming no, okay, Joe good, Cronin. Yeah. We'll, we'll no, here, be more. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, hold on. Here's the thing. Now Damian Lillard is with is in Milwaukee with Giannis, right? Okay. Follow me here, Zaz. Go on. They're They're budding up, okay? are getting close. They're developing a relationship. They are going to make a postseason run because they're both great, but maybe they don't win a championship. And then maybe now they both force their way out and to Miami next season. Bada boom, bada bing. Wow. Maybe they meet in the playoffs again for the fourth time in five years. He beat him again. Yes. Seen that movie several times. In five. First round. Outcha. Why don't you come on down? Maybe Dame is actually recruiting Giannis in Milwaukee. Do you think when the Bucks were considering making the trade, they watched uh, the replay of Game Four, Jimmy Butler scoring fifty-seven <laughs> on Drew Holiday, and like, all right, we got to do this. I mean, yeah, pretty on. much, pretty much. That's probably exactly how that happened. All right, now that we've angered all of America, uh, who probably doesn't want to listen to any more of this Miami bias, but if you, want, if you do want, if you do want more, if you do want more Miami bias, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app for the Amber and Ian podcast. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers because the Lions easy work of the Packers last night, 34 to 20. I'm less interested in that actual game. Those Thursday night games. We know that they're never great. And certainly the Packers were it's not, not great. usually the road team that blows out the home team. I feel that's like that's true. not normally the way it goes. That is not normally the way it goes. Uh, last night, it was just a rough one for the Packers all around. Jordan Love, 29 to 36, 246 yards, a touchdown. He threw a couple interceptions last night in that game. The Packers didn't look special last night, that's for sure. The Lions are easily the best team in the NFC North. I mean, the Vikings don't have a win. The Bears don't have a win. The Packers now, we could be seeing, they may be a little bit fugazi, you know. Uh, The Lions are easily the best team. And you know what, Amber? I'm, I'm ready to say, I don't know that everyone at home is keeping tabs, but I was not a believer in Dan Campbell. Neither and I am were. ready to say, like, no, no, I, no, no, Zazzle, I was no. wrong. No, no, already. I was wrong. Zazzle, I was wrong. Hold, hold, yeah. hold on, buddy. Mm-hmm. We're three weeks into this. I've season. seen enough. Four weeks now with this game. Calm down. No, it's you know you've what? You've seen enough. No, this is a dude who started every season slow as heck, and so yes, they have finally come out of the gate where they should have come out of the gate at three and one. They're finally looking like the team that the expectations had them at last season, frankly, when we went into the season and then they failed to live up to that hype. But you're already ready to crown him as an excellent coach. The Detroit Lions are a miserable franchise in the world of sports. 
And last year, he had them win nine games, and that was after like a one-and-six start, all right? So they finished very strong and ruined the Packers' season. And Aaron Rodgers' last game ever with the Packers at Lambeau was a loss to the Lions to keep them out of the playoffs. That team plays for Dan Campbell. And now the start to the season this year... I'm watching Lions games this year from the first game where they beat the Chiefs even to last night kicking the crap out of the Packers in Lambeau. That is a quality all-around team. Amber, the Detroit Lions have won a playoff game in the last 60 years. A playoff game. That's a miserable franchise. And Dan Campbell has them looking like a legitimate team. I've seen enough. I was wrong has he about won a playoff game? No, and he hasn't even been exactly. to one. I get it. Exactly. I get it, but they are by far the best team in the NFC North. By far, they are. I'm not arguing that. They do look like the best team in that division. I said going into this season, I was very critical of the Lions going into last season. And I was right with that slow start. This season, I, I had a hard time being They're as good. critical. I knew that they were going to be much better this season. And obviously, Jared Goff had proved a lot of things last season alone. And he's reproving them. He's frankly, another one. He's a good season. quarterback. Yeah, dude's a good quarterback. It's not about that system. It's not about the system. That dude's a good quarterback. Like, that's you know, he's, the reality. He's not, he's not an elite quarterback, no, but he's good. But he's you good. could win he's with him. He's a solid quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. And if he can prove it in Detroit, then he is a solid quarterback. I'm still not willing to crown Dan Campbell until I see him do something in the postseason. But he's got the team to do it now. He does have the team and the talent around him to do it. A lot of people feel good about Jared Goff and the direction of that Lions team. Chris Canty, co-host of Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, he had an even stronger take about Jared Goff. If you go back to the start of 2022, in terms of putting his offense and his team in position to win and not doing things that are detrimental, that cost you opportunities to win, Jared Goff, by far and away, does that better than Dak Prescott. Jared Goff was top five in QBR last year. He's top five in QBR again. Dak Prescott has shown himself to be a quarterback that turns the football over at the most inopportune times. That's not necessarily something that we've associated with Goff since he's been with the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff and Dak Prescott are right there eye to eye, and I'm not sure that Goff doesn't give this offense a better chance than what we've seen from Dak more consistently. So he did the things, as, and I give Canty a lot What's of credit thing? because here's the thing. Canty knows how this game works. And by this game, I mean the sports radio game, right? And what you do around here is you compare something to the Dallas Cowboys. Around these parts, around these national parts, you compare something to the Dallas Cowboys. That's what you do. Because, frankly, I don't know what the heck Jared Goff has to do with Dak Prescott. Yeah, it comes a little out of left field. Right. And I don't understand why we have to tear down Dak Prescott simply to compliment another quarterback who's doing well. But he's doing the the thing. strangest thing. But he's doing the thing, okay? He's playing chess. We're all playing checkers. And now we're playing Chris Canty sound here on Amber Indian. I got to tell you, though, I don't know if I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, it, like he could be doing the thing, but the thing can also be right here. You know, Jared Goff, I, can I tell you something? I, I, I've mentioned this before, and I feel even stronger, stronger about it now after the start that the Lions have had this year. Yes, it worked out for both teams because the Rams won the Super Bowl right away. But you go and look at that trade now, Stafford for Goff and all and and several first round picks that were attached to Jared Goff that went over to Detroit. The Lions won that trade personnel-wise. They won that trade by a landslide. 
Like, it, went, it worked for both teams. The Rams got what they wanted, a Super Bowl. That's right. by far the most important thing. But if you're just looking at the personnel right now, that is a blowout in favor of the Lions. It was a great trade, I would say, for both sides because they yeah. both got what they wanted. They both accomplished mm-hmm. what they wanted. And the Rams were in a win-now proposition. They weren't building towards anything. Yep. The Lions were building towards anything. So I understand what you're saying. From an individual piece perspective, the Lions end up winning the trade when you're comparing piece by piece. Jared Goff is good. He has proven he's good. I think it was surprising because a lot of people just assumed, well, he was a product of the system there in Los Angeles. And if you can slot another quarterback in there that we all believed in in Detroit with Matthew Stafford, and when he goes there and he actually wins the Super Bowl, and Jared Goff, although he was there, wasn't able to actually win the Super Bowl. He went to a Super Bowl. He went to it. no small thing. But he he wasn't able to actually win it. And so we were sort of in this narrative of anybody could have done that in Sean McVay's system. Like, go to one. It's the winning one that's hard to do. However, I think we've learned that they actually just had two very good back-to-back quarterbacks in Los Angeles because Jared Goff has proven proven himself and proven himself under far more difficult circumstances in Detroit. All of that being said, I still don't know what we're doing at Dak. And I don't really know why. We're doing the like, thing. We're doing the thing. Because, like, yes, I'm, I'm, if you pull the, the numbers this season, Jared Goff's numbers are better than Dak Prescott's numbers. But in that analysis, Canty said that Goff gives you a better chance to win. And with the Lions, what's the winning that Goff's done again? Well, who else gets the response, though? Like, you make the comparison. He's doing the thing, Chris Canty, every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. And he, he he's making the comparison to Dak because that's going to get the ears. And that's going to get Amber and Ian to play it that night. What other quarterbacks can you make, can you do the thing with and it get the attention? I mean, that's the thing, is the Dak Prescott Is he the only one? Well, it's the Cowboys. It's not a Dak right. thing. No, it's I, because, I understand. It's because of the star on the helmet thing. Right. So that's why that works so well. And yeah, I think the Cowboys are that team. Like the Dak just becomes controversial by the very nature of being the quarterback of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. If, da- if you switch them and you put Dak on the Detroit Lions and he was still, you know, pretty good quarterback, none of us would be like talking about it like Dak's controversial. Kind of like not how none of us are talking about Jared now. Like he's – if you put golf on – the Dallas Cowboys, and Dak on the Lions, Canty would be doing this in the opposite way. He'd be like, you know, Dak gives you a better chance to win than the guy with the star in the helmet. I feel like that's what's happening here, <laughs> is it's the Cowboys effect. The reality is, as good as Jared Goff has been in Detroit, and it's cool, it's a cool story that he's proven himself. And by the way, he he's had... always been bad on the road, right? and he was good last night, prime time at Lambeau. I think that's a big deal. That's a big deal, especially in that environment. As good as he's been... He still hasn't done any of the winning. Like, there, I mean, there. I've seen him in a Super Bowl Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Dak is not. That's fine, but that was with another team. That was with another team. I understand. I I mean, I saw Dak win 12 games last last season and, and, you know, make a postseason. I saw him make a postseason the season before that. I haven't seen Goff make a postseason. 17 games. I saw him win nine. I saw him win nine games last season for Jared Goff. All right, coming up next. We're way over. A uh, big deal, not a big Is it a big deal that we just went over in this segment? No, it's not, bosses. Everybody, you're uh, Naga, calm down. Big deal, not a big deal. It's coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Friday night. This feels like Friday feels, right? Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons. At Zaslow Show. That's that's how you find him on social. At Amber W Sports. That's how you find me. I like the Friday vibes. Tune in for college football action. We like those vibes as well. That's tomorrow night as Mississippi State hosts Alabama. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. But right now, because Jonathan Zaslow, and for those of you who don't know, Zaslow and I did a local show in Miami for many, many years, which is why you've gotten a lot of Miami content. You're welcome, America, on tonight's show. You can always check out the Amber and Ian podcast on the ESPN app or available wherever your podcasts are. You can also check out the Zaslow Show 2.0, which is his podcast. Lots of references to me. It's great. It's excellent content. Really true. It's it's true. It's excellent. Uh, He brings me up all the time. You should listen in. Big deal, not a big deal, though, is a segment that I stole from what was the Zaslow. Stole it. When, from the Zazzle and Amber show, when we hosted a local show together in Miami for many years, and you can hear Big Deal, Not a Big Deal on the Zazzle show 2.0, but you, also, but you know where you can also hear it? Right here, baby. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? Content stolen. Hello, James Steele. You're waiting for your intro yeah, again, dude? Absolutely, I am. I just right. like that I've, I inspired you guys. Like, it makes me feel good. It, it, it warms my heart. It's not how I remember <laughs> it. I remember coming up with this all by myself uh, yeah. from my big brain. Uh-huh. All right. So Bryce Harper was ejected last night in the Phillies lost to the Pirates on an incredibly questionable call by the one and only Angel Hernandez on a check swing. Here's uh, Bryce Harper after the game. It's over and over, right? Like, you, you do something on the field, and it's like, oh, you did it wrong, or you take a pitch, you know, over the plate, and it's a ball, and I get thrown out. It's, it's my fault. I understand you have to live up to a, a certain big leaguer mentality, right? You have to act like it. You have to show that. But at the same time, it's just when there's a call that bad or something happens, it's just I think it's wrong um, for both sides, right? Um, you know, hitting, pitching, anything. Um, and there's times where it's warranted, and there's times where it's not. It was so bad and hilarious uh, that you could see Angel Hernandez telling him, you swung, just you'll see, you'll see, you swung. And he clearly didn't. Uh, an awful call. Uh, big deal, not a big deal, Zez. Yeah, I think Angel Hernandez has been embarrassing himself on a nightly basis for a while now. And it's frustrating to obviously the players like Bryce Harper, who again is going to get fined when he was clearly correct. And it's frustrating for fans. Luckily, last night, it didn't mean anything for the Phillies. It didn't mean anything for the game. But it's frustrating that Major League Baseball allows this to continue happening because it's, it's embarrassing. He's embarrassing himself. Let's be clear about that, you know. And, and it's happening way, way too often. And there's a smugness, Amber, like where he says to Bryce Harper, you swung. You'll see. It, like, 
okay, we all go back and look, and it wasn't close. There's a smugness there that is is bothersome, I think, to most players. Amber. It's it's this weird It's a big deal. It feels like a weird old timey baseball thing, like the the flex of the power by the ump, right? Where the bat barely leaves his shoulder and and he calls it. And then understandably Harper's reaction and Harper said, I'm gonna get fined for being right again. 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 Because yeah, he's been through this before. He's been through this with with Angel Hernandez before. He's also been through this, by the way, though, this is the fourth time that he was ejected this season. Is that a lot? I feel like that's a lot for Harper. Yeah, no? That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. Right. Like this, like Bray's a little extra emotional this season. Seems like a lot. He was ejected two weeks ago as well. So he's apparently emotional this season. However, it seems very warranted in this case. All right. Up next, Taylor Swift will reportedly be at the Chiefs I'm surprised Sunday you didn't lead with T-Swift. Versus the Jets this week. Swifties, by the way, not going to be happy that you went Angel Hernandez as the first story instead of Taylor Swift. Well, these are the two things that I'm most passionate about tonight. Uh, Bryce Harper being thrown out of a game for no reason. And Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift's going to be at the Sunday night game. Chiefs Jets. Big deal, not a big deal, Amber. Uh, it's a it's a big deal because apparently it's become the biggest deal ever. I mean, it's insane the amount. You saw Mark Cuban came out and said, you know, to break up with Travis Kelsey Taylor, and I've got some uh, some single guys on the Dallas, some single handsome guys on the Dallas Mavericks, or something to that effect. Because he's so, it's so good. It's so good for business. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable the amount of attention that Travis Kelsey's now getting. Hundreds of thousands of followers. Hundreds of thousands of followers within a one-week span because of this attention with Taylor Swift. 400% spike increase in, like, what was it, 24 hours in his jersey sales? Just everything. And the Chiefs are benefiting from it. Not that they necessarily needed this benefit, but they're certainly benefiting. The NFL is benefiting in a big way. What I don't understand about people thinking thinking that it's a conspiracy is I don't understand her benefit. And people try to convince me like, no, there's NFL fans that didn't like would they'd be turning to Taylor Swift. No, I really, I really doubt that's how it works. Like, I feel well, like it's working one way benefit. Then, then you think it's fake is what you're saying. Then you don't think, no, it's I think it, no, I think it's, I think, I mean, I don't know if they're in a real, real relationship, but like, I think the interest is real, but there's people out there that think it's fully fake. I don't know why she would engage in the fakeness. I understand why he, he would, yeah, there's a huge benefit. I just don't understand the benefit to Taylor Swift. She's already so famous. She's already so successful. I'm not sure this is helping her right. tremendously, but it's certainly helping Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs, so it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal, too. It's New York. It's Sunday night football. Tons of eyeballs. And, yeah, the attention Travis Kelsey is getting. I mean, Kelsey is sports famous. He is not even on the same stratosphere as Taylor Swift. That's a big deal, James. It's a big deal, James. It's, it is a big deal. It's, it's my favorite deal. story. So, the in the NFL right now. Um, I don't know why, though. Not your quarterback becoming the second-best quarterback to Tua Tungvaloa? Uh, that. That's never happened, so. Uh, the, so. A man is my favorite story with in the NFL. murder in the fatal drive-by shooting of Tupac Shakur, a breakthrough oh. in a long, unsolved case that has held the public's interest ever since the legendary rapper was gunned down near the Las Vegas Strip in 1996. Dwayne Cafe D. Davis, a self-described former gang member who has publicly claimed to have witnessed the killing, was arrested like by Las guy. Vegas police nope. early Friday. Amber, big deal, not a big 27 deal. 27 years we waited for this justice, for the greatest to ever do it. It's and one it's of my favorite things about Amber close. is her love of Tupac. It is really not is. even close. 
There are a few things I love more than Tupac Shakur. And I feel like at least maybe now we'll get some sliver of justice here for Tupac. And it's also, by the way, the guy that we always thought did it. It's the guy that was in the we, fight. Like it's a club. We all oh, knew we, it. We we all knew it. We've known it. I've been screaming it for 20 years. It's that <laughs> dude. It's the fight. It's the, that he, it's the guy that he fought with at the casino after the boxing match. And then the, it, allegedly it was that guy and three other guys in a car. A and deal. they did a drive by and he wasn't the one allegedly with the gun in his hand. That was like allegedly his nephew or something. Anyway, justice is about to be served. Coming up next, the Jets. They might need some justice, too. They're a mess. We'll talk about that. That's next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made the wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. I'll we find a way to use that as ammunition. And one day that John Amos can admit that he was wrong. Make me his words, man. That's what it comes down to, you know. But at this point, he has the right to have an opinion. For Namath to go in on Zach Wilson and by extension the organization as strongly as he did was jarring beyond the fact that he is the team legend. The New York Jets, well, things don't get any easier for that team this weekend as the Kansas City Chiefs are on their way to MetLife. Let's bring in some help with the conversation surrounding the New York Jets. Former New York Jets running back Bilal Powell joining us. He hosts the In-Flight Snack podcast. And Bilal, I have to tell you, for a Jets podcast, that is a dope name for a podcast. Great name. (laughs) It really is. It is. It was inspired by Rex, man. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. So the Kansas City Chiefs are coming to town. And obviously, you're in the number one market in the world, okay? Everyone's looking at this team. And yet, the biggest story is that Taylor Swift is also coming to town. How annoying is that? It's, it's very <laughs> annoying. When you talk about Taylor Swift, uh, I mean, she does a great job of her industry. But, you know, let, let, let's keep her in that industry and, and let us play football. <laughs> Uh, how many Taylor Swift songs can you name? Because Bilal, I'll tell you, I, I think maybe I can give you one. I, I can't do any better than that. You're doing a lot better than I am because I, <laughs> I, I can't name one Taylor Swift song. Well, you got to know Shake It Off. Don't You've heard Shake It Off before. That's the one I know. Oh, yeah, I heard that one. Okay, I got there one. You go. one if you start swooning over a Jets player, then maybe Bilal will bother to learn more of her music. Bilal Powell joining us here on Amber and Ian. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Uh, let's talk about the quarterback of the New York Jets and Zach Wilson because nobody can stop talking about this kid, frankly, Bilal. And how do you feel just generally about the narrative and, and the treatment? We we heard Joe Namath's uh, not-so-kind comments about the current quarterback of the New York Jets. What did you make of that? Well, I think he's been honest. I think when you look at what Zach Wilson has done over the past three years, I mean, you would think he would make some kind of stride, but it's just like he's going backwards right now, and you would hate to see that come from, you know, your number number two pick. So, you know, I could feel the frustration of fans and former players uh, about Zach Wilson right now. 
Bilal, can you tell me what, from from a player's perspective, what is happening in that locker room when you have one side of the football, the defense, which I think we could all agree is really good, and the other side, not only are they not holding up their end of the bargain, but it doesn't really feel like there's any light at the end of the tunnel. So what, what happens in a locker room between the offense and defense when there's this type of situation? There's just a lot of frustration. And, and you know, you, you get to a point where, you know, some guys start pointing fingers. You know, there's some frustration going on. There, there's uh, no communication in the building, and it's kind of awkward. And sometimes it makes it hard to go into work, especially when you're doing your job. So uh, I think it's one of those things where you're going to need some players that's going to need to go in, sit down with coach and have a talk, and really figure out what's going on, man, because it's so early right now, and I, and I just feel like, all the, all the news that's going on is just like, hey, everybody think the jet season is over, and, and it's crazy that we just started and you're hearing this. So, I, I mean, there's frustration. There's going to be a lot of frustration going on but, in the locker room. Put yourself back on that team, Bilal. Then if you were one of those players that had to walk into Robert Sala's office and sit down with him, you wanted to have that conversation, what would you be saying? Like, what are you asking for if you were still a running back on this team currently? Like, what are we going to do? You know, it's one of those questions where you have to go to Nathaniel Hackett. You know, as an offensive player, like, Coach, what are we going to do? And as a player, you can look at a game plan, and then you can look at film and kind of get an idea of, I don't think this is a good game plan. So I think the New York Jets need to go back to the drawing board, and they need to figure out how they can do, uh, get their best players the ball. And, and they need to fix the small things. Everybody's talking about Zach Wilson. But there's things going on up front that I don't think any other quarterback can come in and help us win right now. You saw a couple of players, a couple of veterans decline the offer to come play in New York. So, you know, for me, it's just one of those things, hey, coaches, what are we going to do? You talk about no all gas, no breaks, but it seems like we're being timid with the decision of Zach Wilson. So, you know, it's one of the things now you're starting to cause division, not only between players, but between players and coaches. They brought in Trevor Simeon this week to the practice squad. I'm sure, you know, he'll be elevated. Uh, do we think are, – are we a game or two away from another poor performance from Zach Wilson where even though Robert Sala said Zach Wilson's our starting quarterback, where, you know what, you got to pull the trigger and try something else? I think, I think what Robert Sala's doing right now is just trying to hold it together as much as possible. I think deep down, I think he knows Zach – isn't the answer this year. And I think bringing in Trevor Simeon is going to, you know, let him know, you know, we don't, we don't have a big time quarterback, but this is a quarterback that, that will replace you. I think they give that one more week, uh, depending on how this game goes against Kansas city. And then they want to try to get a ball game, a, a W under their belt going into Denver, who is struggling this year. And I think they want to go into the bye at least two and four before they can try to figure everything out. Former Jets running back Bilal Powell joining us here on Amber and Ian. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Bilal, Delvin Cook, when I when the Jets got him, and I'm a Dolphins fan, when the Jets got him, I was upset because I was like, oh, man, this, this dude's going to make this Jets team that much better. And already, obviously, was upset because I thought that you were going to have Aaron Rodgers under center. So far, though, I mean, Cook really hasn't been cooking in the way that I thought. 
18 yards this past week for the New York Jets. They're going to have to help Zach out more with the run game than that. Do you blame that more on the running game itself or more on the line and the problems that you mentioned there? I think from what I see, I think it's the offensive line. I, I, there's too many guys in the backfield. And there's only so much you can do as a running back when you're getting hit in the backfield. I, I know we're, we're we're paid to break tackles, but at least get us to and through the line of scrimmage. I mean, when I see Dalvin and Brees touching the ball, they're getting hit so much in the backfield. And you just see so many loose bodies in the backfield from the opposing team. Blau, it's really easy to say that the quarterback needs to play better, the offensive line needs to block better, but in a perfect scenario, what happens Sunday night for the Jets to pull off an upset? I I just think Zach Wilson has to just let it go. It seems he's playing a little timid right now, like he's afraid to make that mistake. And I think there's nothing to lose right now for Zach Wilson. Um, You know, I'm sure he can't run and hide from the news uh, in New York. So I think he just has to go and, and let it go. I think Nathaniel Hackett needs to just give him a game plan of saying, hey, Zach, go out and do what the New York Jets brought you in to do. That's to make every throw. I think he can make every throw. I think he's athletic. I think we have to just say, Zach, just let the ball go. Just let it go and, and stop playing timid. This is the wrong market, the wrong business to play timid. Just let it go. And hopefully they can get something going and open up the run. I, I mean, they got just so much talent on the offense that, you know, you hate to see the season go this way, start this way at least, and you know, hopefully they can just put it together this weekend. He's playing scared out there, but I don't know how you wouldn't play scared if you were the head guy at this point because of all the scrutiny around him. Former New York Jets running back Bilal Powell joining us here on Amber and Ian. Bilal, I'll get you out of here on this, but I wanted to ask as a former running back yourself about the situation that you're seeing with the state of the running back in the NFL right now, Jonathan Taylor, he's increasing the intensity of his workouts. He's coming back from that pup list with the Indianapolis Colts, but it's, we're unsure where his relationship actually stands with the Colts. They had told him that he could go seek a trade. And then of course the Colts haven't accepted any trade offers because nothing's good enough. And Taylor saying he doesn't want to play for them because of the contract dispute. What do you think that Jonathan Taylor and these running backs should be doing? I think exactly what they're doing. Uh, obviously, they are undervalued. But, you know, when you look at those guys who are face of the of the franchise in that position, I think they, they, they make up a third of the offense. So why not pay them for a third of the offense or what they're doing? Guys like Saquon Barkley, who can catch out of the backfield, who, who run between the tackles, run outside, they deserve it. I mean, just being a running back alone, you have to understand pass protection. You have to understand routes. You have to be able to uh, run inside, run outside. So what What to anyone out there is saying that you have to be undervalued for doing all those things? Outside of the center and the quarterback, the running back touches the ball the most. So, you know, I, I like what those guys are doing. Hopefully, you know, something can change uh, without being biased as a guy who, you know, ran the ball. But, you know, that's disrespectful. Um, those guys need more respect. It's okay for you to be biased about Bilal. We get I'm it. biased about lots yeah. of things. Uh, yeah, I'm super, I'm super biased about other what sports lots radio hosts should get paid. Come on. Uh, we totally understand. Oh, yeah. Check them out. The In-Flight Snack Podcast. Bilal Powell, thanks so much. Oh, thank you for having me. 
Jonathan Zaslow filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian. Find him at Zaslow's show. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Is it annoying, Zaz, that when I even just Google this game between the Chiefs and the Jets, like the only thing that comes up is Taylor Swift. And then I was just seeing that. And I like this can't this can't be real, right? I I, I saw Jordan I'll Schultz be the judge. Let me, let me okay. Jordan Schultz tweeted out that the NFL is going to give away yeah. 1989 Sunday ticket themed friendship bracelets to Chiefs fans at MetLife Stadium. Oh yeah, because wasn't that thing Kelsey, Kelsey was wearing Swift. one? And, uh, oh man, maybe I should. It can't go. be real, right? Should that can't be real. I'm told this is again a quote from George. Was, was that I'm from told the plan is for her to watch the game from his week. Well, like, well, where'd it come from? Well, no, I mean it's it's a, a Jordan Schultz. It is his verified account. He's a legit Schultz, guy. Or at the Schultz report. Yeah, I mean, very legit guys. So I, I I'm gonna go. Says, I'm, it says I'm sources say are real. telling him this is, and he even tweeted out pictures of what these friendship rates. See, okay, now this is starting to make me like. Like now I understand a little bit why people are, are questioning the legitimacy of this because for me, I'm looking at the situation from the outside looking in and I'm like, these two people are the same age. They're both single. They're both incredibly attractive and they're both incredibly successful. Like why would it be weird if they were interested in each other? But then there's stuff like this where it feels like the NFL again, is capitalizing. Well, I don't... It, could could I mean if you wanted to keep your third eye open, Zaslo, could the NFL have some sort of deal with <laughs> Taylor Swift? With Taylor Swift? I mean, she just turned them down to do the Super Bowl. I, I don't, I don't but know that maybe, there's like some relationship there. But so if you really wanted to go like put on your tinfoil hat and go crazy, you could be like in those meetings where she turned them down for the Super Bowl. She's like, "How about we don't do a Super Bowl? We do you one better." <laughs> That's the script. And I date Travis Kelsey. Listen. If I was a single woman, and I'd date Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, there's worse. There's worse. Thi- there's How about worse this? things. I don't do the Super Bowl, but you make friendship bracelets. You <laughs> give them away on Sunday Night Football, and I date Travis Kelsey. All right, I'm back that. to thinking it's real. I'm back to thinking those crazy kids are in love. They're in love. They're gonna get married. It's all real. Yeah. What's if the Swifties her to mom? If the Swifties have reacted the way they've reacted so far, what's gonna happen the first time we get the two of them on camera holding hands? Because that uh, hasn't gonna, even happened yet. They're going to go nuts. They're going to lose their minds. And the NFL is going to get rich. And then so is Taylor for the deal that they inked. <laughs> it's crazy. You're so pleased with yourself, this conspiracy theory you've come up with. I mean, it's the only way it works because all these other conspiracy theories, I'm like, Taylor Swift doesn't need the attention. She's coming off of like the most successful concert tour like ever in the history of the world, yeah. right? She certainly doesn't. And this ain't the time that she needs the attention. She doesn't, she doesn't like. I, and she took all the attention away from Usher being announced as the Super Bowl halftime so show. So that's where my NFL theory, because I'm like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Travis Kelsey that would be able to ink a deal with Taylor Swift. Like he doesn't have that kind of bread. It would be the NFL. However, the NFL probably wouldn't agree to that they were happening. Not pleased on their halftime show announcement day. So there you go. It's it's true love. That's what we've unpacked here by we going down the rabbit hole. True love. Coming up next. We are going to make our week four pick. That is not next. We are going to make our week four picks here on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. Jonathan Zaslow has been hanging out all show long. 
filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Find him at Zaslow Show. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So it is that time, Zaslow, what? where we have to do our ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. I'm good at this game, too. But this is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. We're going to need you to be, because I think we're like second to last right now. Oh, so we're, and we're dead a team last. here. We're, oh, we're a team, and we're picking okay. against all the other radio shows. You're lucky I'm on your team here. Let's at go. ESPN. Okay. And I think we're second to last. Second only to Greeny, who I believe is sitting at something like one in seven on the season. Is that oh, right, James? Oh, that's a disgrace. Do you yeah, know who, who is the best? He's really terrible. Uh, the best is is uh, game night Q, with Q Myers. Myers. Yeah, yeah Q oh. Myers is like... Is Q Myers seven and one? I think he's only lost one. Eight, eight and one. Oh, There's three. Eight so and one. Three Sorry. Times eight. Right. Three eight is and one. Nine, eight plus one. That's nine. yeah. Eight. And yeah. One. Nine. Nine That's games. Mad. I get what you're saying. So so Greeny. It makes sense. So Greeny is one and eight. Boy. And Q Myers is eight and one. Uh, so what are we? Seven. Greeny's two and seven. Two and seven. Oh oh my bad. He got two wins. We For, are four and five. Four and All right, that's that's not a disgrace. I'll help you get back. It's kind of disgraceful. We're losing right. record right now, so I'm going to need you to really bring your A game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if I disagree with you, I'm overriding you because my name's on the show. So okay, so that. we need to come to a, an agreement. Okay. All right, yeah. I got you. All right, James. All right, uh, up first. Ravens at Browns. Browns. Uh, the Browns are a three-point favorite at home against the Ravens. All right. Um, I think Watson, I'll start. Watson's questionable, Amber. Right, I'll start right. with this one, and that's where I was going to start. Deshaun okay. Watson's questionable. We saw a Ravens team last week. They had, what, seven starters out last week because they were so injured. So these are two teams. Of course, Nick Chubb for the Browns. These are two teams that four weeks into the season have been absolutely riddled with injuries. It's an interesting matchup. Browns three-point favorites. I feel good that the Browns are going to win this game, Zaslo, because I feel like what we saw from the Browns last week did bring some legitimacy to them in my mind when they already had that legitimacy on defense for me. You actually saw them look okay. But the problem is this Deshaun Watson health factor, Yeah. right? Like if Deshaun Watson was healthy, this I'm like, all right, Browns, three-point favorite. Let's let's do the Browns with the points. Yeah. Take the Browns with the points. I'm nervous about Deshaun Watson, man. <sighs> no, I, I like the Ravens here. This is a big game. Both teams are two and one in that division. It's a different, right? Not, that's a different segment. Big game, not a big game. Different no, segment. I understand, but the point is, when's the last time the Browns won a big game. The Ravens, there's a pedigree there and Lamar Jackson. So I, I like the Ravens with points, Amber, but it's your call. Oh, man. All right, let's get crazy. We'll go Ravens. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it. Mm. All right, uh, next game. Uh, all right, let's go Ravens. Next game. Next game. Patriots at Cowboys. The Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Patriots. Amber, right. go. Uh, this one's easy for me. It's the Cowboys. I mean, it's easy for me. I don't believe Even with the Patriots six and a half. Yeah, went by touchdown. And half, six and a half is a lot, but here's the thing. The Cowboys had a really embarrassing loss last that week to Arizona disgrace. Cardinals. Yeah. This is their way in the face of Bill Belichick, who still defensively is an excellent coach. Although the Patriots haven't looked great overall this season, 
even in those losses, he's been very disruptive. I mean, you and I saw it against our Miami Dolphins where, yeah, the Dolphins get the dub, but he took Tyreek Hill out of the game. That's the sort of thing that Bill can do. If you're the Cowboys, though, I think that you're able to make a statement against that defense, and you have to make a statement this week. I think this is a bounce-back win for the Cowboys. I feel okay about it. I'm good with that. That's it? You're just good with it? Yeah, I'm good with it. I mean, I, I think the Cowboys get a big bounce back. Last week was a disgrace. The Patriots' only win on the season is against, I mean, just an inept Jets club. Uh, I, I think the Patriots are one of the worst teams in the AFC. I like the Cowboys. Big time bounce back at home. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. All right. Speaking of uh, AFC easy. East teams, next up. Dolphins at Bills. Now we're cooking. The Bills oh, yeah. are two and a half point favorites at home against the Dolphins. Amber, I mean, you're go. terrified, Amber. You're terrified. You're I'm sad. terrified. I'm terrified, but I'm not going to pick against my Miami Dolphins because they're the greatest team in the world. We learned that last week. 70 points. I mean, they're the greatest team since 1966. That's what we learned last week. That's a reasonable take. Here's the thing. Yes, I'm scared as a Dolphins fan because things are too good. And when things are too good, it's scary. We're not used to having good things. However, they do appear to be legitimately good. Now, that Bills team, I also think, is legitimately good. And some of the panic at the very beginning of the season, I think, frankly, was a miss. I do feel like Buffalo has it figured out. I think this is going to be a heck of a game. I'm going to give the nod to my Dolphins. Amber, a team that just scored 70 and won by 50, is getting points. All right? They're getting two and a half. I'm taking the two and a half points. I'm running with it all the way to the bank. The Dolphins are getting a big win this weekend. If we were doing big game or not a big game, this is a big game. The Dolphins, the Bills Mafia, jump through as many tables as you want. I don't care, all right? The Dolphins, they're coming away with a 4-0 record after Sunday. Bills dropped a 2-2. Dolphins, live dog. They went out right, Amber. That'd be insane. Big game, not a big game. Did you steal that from us? So big yo, game, not yo, a big game. Take it is easy. a Zaslow Show like exclusive. Zaslow Show 2.0. Check it out. It's available wherever podcasts are available. Also, we used to do it on the old Zaslow and Amber Show. Dolphins. Can't believe well, it. We can steal it. You know what, James? We should consider it. Big game, not a big game. 